iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is a podcast from The Times, sports newspaper of the year. I'm Gab Marcotti, and I'm speaking to you from Warsaw with the latest game podcast from Euro 2012. I'm joined today on this rather sad and morose day for England fans. Uh, I'm joined by Ollie Kay and Matt Dickinson. Uh, we're going to be previewing the semifinals, Italy, Germany, and Spain, Portugal. And of course, we're going to be asking where it all went wrong with England. Um, Dicko, that's start with you. I thought you wrote a, a very sort of lucid um, post-mortem uh, today in the, uh, in the Times. Not that Ollie's writing wasn't equally lucid, but um, did you write this beforehand and had it ready just in case England didn't go through? God, I just can't believe you suggest such a thing. No, to be honest, I had big, big nights in terms of practicality. You, I, I normally have a swirl of, of thoughts in my head, which, which, um, so yeah, you're, you're thinking ahead, but so I, you know, giving it some thought. But then we've been covering, you know, living, living with England for 24/7 for the last X weeks. So you, you know, you, you've got some sort of some opinions formed, some observations gathered, some, you know, information gleaned. So, you know, I was attempting to do some sort of um, part report on the night and part post-mortem on, on the end of uh, end of this little journey, um, which I think has contained, you know, some positives. Man management from Hodgson uh, has been very shrewd. He's done some, some good things. But, you know, I, I think we've possibly, as a country and as a as a as a press got a little bit happy clappy in the last few weeks and um, that was always likely to bite us in the end Ollie um, I, I tend to agree with Dicko about the happy clappy part um, what struck me was in that game how uh, was how one-sided it was and how a lot of the adjustments that you know I, I expected Hodgson to bring because you know after all uh, he is supposedly the, the, the shrewd tactician um, but they didn't do them. And I think somebody pointed out that, you know, in the three group games, um, England hadn't faced somebody playing with two strikers and England hadn't faced somebody with with a deep-lying playmaker who would dink balls over the top. Um, and he just simply didn't make any adjustments for that uh, in, in, in the 90 minutes. Um, am I clutching at straws here or is this a fair criticism of Hodgson? No, I, I think that I think that is a fair criticism. I, I think um, if you look at the type of manager Hodgson has always been, he's always been tactically rigid rather than tactically flexible. He's not been one really to make um, significant 
adjustments either before games or during games. He, he generally sort of regards rigidity as uh, as a good thing and a virtue and, and something for his team to to work on. So um, at times that will work better for his team that, that, that they they've got a structure that they're so familiar with, and at times it will mean that. They're, they're perhaps not, you know, that, that, that there's no plan B or, or, or that there's very limited um, sort of changes made, made to, to see the opposition and, or, or, or to address the opposition. And I thought England really played into Italy's hands and, and I'm not really blaming Hodgson for that. I, I think his tactical rigidity has probably served England it's been more of a positive than a negative over the course of the tournament but I, I just thought England didn't have enough um, technically physically or tactically last time Deco uh, did you, you do you subscribe to the Oli K thesis and did you expect England to be so bad on the night? Uh, not so bad. I mean, I thought I was pretty sure Italy would dominate. You know, if you'd have asked me before, I'd have said it'd be sort of a feel like a, a 60-40 game. Um, so, in, uh, was it a 68-32 game or whatever it was? Uh, you know, Italy were more dominant than, than we expected. Um, she should obviously have had the game sewn up um, well inside 90 minutes. I, 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 I'm probably... Um, Understand, understand and agree with a lot of what Ollie's saying in the sense that there's mitigation when you looked at the England squad you didn't feel um, exactly blessed with with the options that would allow Hodgson to, to, to various tactics usually I mean you look at the central midfield options we always generally come back to the midfield balance and it wasn't as if you thought ah great you know let's use Jordan Henderson in a clever role or you know Phil Jones is the third, you know is the Busquets of England I mean not, you know those things aren't true so that is a great fascinating debate that moves on now from this tournament as to whether you know we have seen Hodgson's blueprint imprint template of, of, of England for the next four years or whether you know we are going to see a, a more progressive team develop and, and there is there are there are a few reasons for a little bit of scepticism about about that. But, uh, Dicko, what I struggle with is, I mean, I refuse to believe that. I mean, I, that this is this is what Hodgson wants to do. This is his vision of England, because you don't have the players with the mentality for it. Because at club level, none of these guys play like that. Uh, at club level, they try to take the game to the opposition. Uh, you have quality players supposedly coming back from injury at some point, like Jack Wilshire, who would be a fish out of water if you ask him to just sit back, run and defend. And also, Hodgson doesn't play this garbage with West Brom, um, does he? Well, no, but there's a lack of, I mean, I don't, you know, he never intended to, to, to sit that deep. I mean, it seems, I mean, there's so many things to be discussed about why they sat so deep. Was it because John Terry, you know, there's a couple of times in the first half when they played a higher line and Balotelli just ran, you know, the dink ball over the top, um, allowed Balotelli to run on, which of course then makes centre halves, slow centre halves panic and, and drop deeper. And as soon as they drop deeper, obviously the whole team drops, generally drops deeper when they're under orders to be compact. So, you know, was it a, a, an issue of the centre-halves, um, you know, doing it for their own protection? Um, was it simply an issue of the, the mid central midfielders were both um, knackered after, you know, by half-time? So, were they, you know, was it an issue that they just simply couldn't get enough of the ball to, to dictate it? Was it partly because Perlo is just such a class act? You know, I you know I don't think it was by design, by deliberate design that England were were was was so lacking in any control 
whole of territory, possession, tempo. Um, so yeah, no, I, you know, I, don't, I don't think I don't think that's the case. But it's 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 just going to be interesting to see, you know, just how much variety um, uh, Hodgson does bring to it. And in terms of in terms of tactics, I think you know he will change the manpower and hope that changes the emphasis of how England play. You know, bringing Wilshire in will make a difference to that level of control that we hopefully have. Um, but at the same time, you know, we sat and talked today about we look to Rooney to be our saviour all the time. We we can't just look to Jack Wilshire to change the entire rhythm and tempo and shape of England's football because we just can't get hung up on single individuals. You know, that's not good enough. Well, especially when those single individuals haven't kicked the ball in anger in more than a year. Um, Ollie, let's try to get some, get some positives. Um, of the, shall we say, older, uh, or, or I guess the guys we expect to be the veterans um, for uh, for England going forward. Obviously, Joe Hart will be back because he's still young. Um, and I'm assuming Wayne Rooney will be back despite his difficult tournament. Um, will, Ter- uh, will Terry and Stephen Gerrard be back? And should they be back? Uh, well, Stephen Gerrard was asked that question at the press conference today and said, sort of, without any hesitation, he wants to continue and keep playing as captain. And he, he's 32. Obviously, he'll be, he'll be 34 by the time the next World Cup comes around. But he's clearly keen, at least, to set off on that road um, again in September. So that's, I think, England haven't got anything like enough good young players to, to, to be ushering people like Gerrard towards um towards retirement so I'm, I'm, I'm pleased by that um, John Terry and Ashley Cole are sort of slightly um, less clear situations I mean Ashley Cole is on 98 caps and has will go down as you know a, a great England player uh, people are thinking well he wouldn't turn his back on number 100 would he but he's never really been the type of player that would um, or type of person that would cover something like that as a has an end in itself. So I, I, I would be interested to find out sort of over the coming days whether Ashley Cole would uh, will carry on. Um, and John Terry, well, that is a very, very unclear situation because he's got, um, as we all know, he's got um, a situation coming up at Westminster, Westminster Magistrates Court um, on, uh, I think, it's the 9th of July. But li- leaving that aside, like, what's your opinion? If you were in Hodgson's shoes, would you bring these guys back? Yeah, I, I would. I, I don't think England have got enough good players to be uh, to be ushering people like Terry and, and Cole towards the exit. I mean, they've got Leighton Baines, who's a very good left-back, but I still think Ashley Cole has been one of England's better performers at, at these finals. I think likewise of, of John Terry. Um, we, we do seem to get this every couple of years. It's uh, you know, let's get rid of the, the old guard. Let's get, you know, let's get all the youngsters in. But as we've seen in the last two years, even when there are talented youngsters, you, you can't bank on them um, being in a position to, to, to influence tournaments in, in, in two years' time. I mean, you look at Wilshire's injuries, and you look at injuries to Walker and Smalling and people like that. You look at how someone like Rodwell and someone like McEachern haven't had the opportunities really to kick on as as people imagined and I think rather than sort of making grand statements about how older players should be kicked out and we should all move on um, I think we've got to be pragmatic and go with them for as long as they remain the best 
I would. I mean, I, I think on the centre half, I do think the sweeping statements for the sake of it isn't, um, can often be self-defeating, as, as Steve McLaren will attest over Beckham. But the in centre halves, I think we've got Smalling and Jones, who you know should be the the future centre halves of Manchester United. I mean, Jones has been shunted all over the place, but you know is seen as a centre half um, and should be a centre half. I think you've got um, Cahill, who played in the last couple of months at Chelsea far better than I thought he was capable of. Um, you've got Lescott, who um, you know did had a had a pretty decent tournament, uh, and Jagielka. So I, I, on that case, I would certainly be looking beyond Terry whatever happens in, in courtrooms this summer I think it's time to move on but, but Lescott and Jack Elker are, are, are not much younger than John Terry I mean it's you know, talk about sort of time to move on um, I don't think well, he's got physical. He's got physical issues. He's got physical issues as well. And I just, I'd be, I'd be amazed if he is in, in, in. I mean, considering the physical problems he's had, I just don't believe that um, in another two years' time from now, um, he's going to be in, in, uh, in great um, physical shape. What speed, you know, the speed he's got is, um, you know, be 33 by then. Um, and I say, I do think that that issue of pace and mobility was. You know, I don't want to be critical of John Terry, so I think you know he had as good a tournament as could be hoped. But I do think that issue of pace is one that um, you know is worth, it's, it's you know is something that has to be discussed. That England were dropping deep um, because of of, of alarm of the lack of pace at centre at centre half. It's interesting because um, I picked up uh, the Italian Sports Daily Gazzetta dello Sport, the digital copy, of course, today, and uh, they had John Terry as. Uh, as England's man of the match um, last night, which you know might be debatable, um, and they also just kind of assumed that this whole like everybody retreat way way back was part of Hodgson's uh, game plan, as I did, maybe because they couldn't imagine that John Terry could just kind of dictate the tactics um, for the whole team on the pitch without you know. Hard- VoiceOver describes what's happening on your iPhone screen. VoiceOver on settings. So you can navigate it just by listening. Books, contacts, calendar, double tap to open. Breakfast with Anna from 10 to 11. And get on with your day. Accessibility. There's more to iPhone. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Green light. But um, not to be negative, I'd like you both to single out two performers uh, for England throughout the course of the tournament that that, 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 that give us hope, or, or to give you guys uh, hope for the future. Um, 
Ollie, two two nice big positives for England. Well, unfortunately, the, the names I will be inclined to to sing around are um, our older players, Terry and Gerard and Lescott and, and Cole. Um, so if you wanted me to look beyond those, um, I would say Joe Hart would be one. I don't think he was. At, I don't think he was sort of a match winner. Um, and yeah, people might say, well, he didn't save a penalty, but. Uh, generally, goalkeepers don't save penalties. I think Buffon only saved, only saved one, didn't he? Um, so um, I'd, I'd say Joe Hart, Joe Hart was a positive. Um, and if you're looking for me to go further than that, I would say it's good that Welbeck and Carroll have at least both played and, and both scored in a, in a major championship. I don't think they're yet at the level where they would be able to carry an England forward line. But... Um, I would say that their contributions were positive in, in, in some small way. Dicko? Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is another interesting one. I know that they think he has a, an X factor, which they see on the training pitch and didn't transmit to games where he looked edgy. He was making mistakes of, of nervousness. And I think they think that, you know, he just needs a couple of, you know, hopefully it's sort of Moldova away type games, San Marino at home type games where he will, you know, he will feel more relaxed. He'll, you know, all that good, good work will, will be seen on the, on the first team, not just on the training pitch. Cause I think they think he is, you know, undoubtedly of international caliber and, and say has a certain X factor that they, 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 they really are excited about. Um, I think it's going to be interesting because I think he's actually got the potential to play a midfield role, not just a sort of winger type role. I think he's just got the physique. I think he's got the ability um, to, to sort of, and I think at Arsenal they see him that way as well. So I think that, you know, he's, he's an interesting one to, to watch, I think. Dico, uh, my, by my reckoning, it's uh, uh, one win in seven. I think that's right. Um, uh, on penalty kicks uh, for for England, and I think by my count, I think I'm right in saying you've been there for uh, six of them, um, and obviously, uh, and I think you were there for the one uh, which where, where, which England actually won against Spain at, at Euro '96. Um, of the ones where England lost, did you ever go into them thinking England are going to win this? Have there been any ones in, in, in the ones you've seen? Uh, I thought 2004, I, I mean, I think, you know, you are dictated by, to a degree, by the mood of, you know, that particular game or, you know, that particular um, sort of tournament. And 2004 felt like England had a bit of um, momentum. I mean, certainly until Rooney went off injured in that, that game. So I think in 2004, I, I, I remember feeling... That was the one that I felt sort of gutted at the end of because I thought um, the team had equipped themselves reasonably well and had a had a chance if they got through that game of actually kicking on in the tournament. So yeah, that one hurt. Last night it was weird. I, I mean, you couldn't feel rage, you couldn't feel cruelty, you couldn't feel injustice. You know, you always wonder whether there's a sort of moral sort of sense weighing on the players that you know blimey we know we're lucky to even be here um, and that sort of affects affects their penalties final 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 point on this and it's more of a personal thing in myself between me and Mr. K Ollie uh, I recall a few years ago discussing uh, um, former West Ham star Alessandro Diamanti and that uh, you labeling him a flake um, and of course he hit the post and then the flake scored the key penalty um do you think it's a case of him growing up or do you think it's everything he learned at West Ham which allowed him to progress to a European semi-final? So the, 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 the occasion that he hit the post, would you not call that an overhead cross? 
as I would. Um, no, yeah, I, I was impressed by him when he came on last night, and um, he, he did a good job against a, a very tiring England team that were were giving him and his teammates a lot of the ball and other, you know set pieces and dead balls. He's always been very good. He's got a very good left foot um, and converted his penalty well. So he, he deserves credit. He was he certainly sh- showed a lot more than probably any of the various. England attacking players on display um, and I'll also eat some humble spaghetti over Balotelli but not very much uh, I thought he was um, I thought he was he played with maturity for once and, and um, had a good performance but I don't know whether he's got another two of those performances in him at, at this um, at this tournament but I, I, I thought he did I thought he exceeded expectations in, in terms of um, playing mature playing maturely and leading the line well yeah, it's true. I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, on Balotelli, somebody um, on TV made the point before the game, um, what has he actually ever won? Which I thought was kind of an asinine thing to direct at somebody who's 21 years old, but still in his young age has already won an FA Cup, a Premier League title, and of course, a Champions League. But um, on to the semis. Uh, Spain against Portugal. Uh, Dico, uh, we think of Portugal as a one-man team. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, they're not a one-man team because... They also have a, a, a heck of a central defensive p- uh, partnership in, in Pepe and, and Bruno Alves. Um, that said, logic suggests Spain all the way, right? Uh, not all the way. I, I think this one could be close, to be honest. I'm, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be, um, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I mean, Ronaldo, those last two performances have just been colossal. And, you know, it just it is it's just great, isn't it, when a tournament sees one of its greatest stars um, blossom and, and particularly one who's had such you know stick in the first two matches um, you know you said, you're right they're not a one man team um, Moutinho has, has, has looked superb as well but they, they don't all feel like a one man attack at times um, and uh, you know Spain are going to Spain are going to be incredibly wary. I think, I think Spain we've seen um, you know they beat a very very comfortably beat a, a tame France side the other night. But I, I, I think this one's this one's you know a close call. I have to say. Ooh, Ollie, um, are you are you lining up with Dicko, or do you actually see that you know Spain's centre forward or strikerless team debate and everything? Um, the fact that they get criticised for passing the ball too much and boring uh, neutrals, um, it's all just kind of pointless. It's just that they're just so much better than everybody else and they'll brush Portugal aside just as they brushed everybody else aside. Well, they're certainly far better than everybody else they've played so far. Um, well, except perhaps Italy. Um, but uh, better than everybody else they've, that they've played in the last three games. Um, Portugal will pose different tests and in Ronaldo they've got they will have a, a a player who can perhaps propel them into the final but I, I would regard Spain as favourites I, I think they're um, I think they're a brilliant team and I, I know they've not um, they, they've not illuminated the Euros quite in the way that people might have expected them to I remember we were sort of having similar conversations in the World Cup where they were sort of scraping through it seemed while having 75% of the possession um, I, I, I would say Spain favourites um, the Ronaldo factor makes it more interesting but uh, I, I certainly see Spain in the final Yeah, I, I personally I thoroughly agree with you especially if Portugal 
play they did again, play the way they did against big teams uh, like like Germany in this tournament, where they just I thought sat way back, invited the pressure, tried to hit at the counter. I think they need to be a little more proactive uh, against Spain. If you do that, you rattle them a bit, uh, the way Italy did. Um, I thought in the opener. Now the other semi-final um, is Italy and Germany. Um, there's obviously a long, long, long history there, um, which includes some of my um, most cherished uh, memories, of course, 1982 and that semi-final in Dortmund in 2006 and whatnot. Um, Ollie, I'll start with you this time. I, the, the script is that Germany are devastating and, and whatnot, but I, I want to ask you something which I thought was really quite remarkable. So Germany go out. They win their first three games against pretty tough opponents. Joachim Löw is still not satisfied, and he goes and he changes his entire front three. Out go Lukas Podolski and Thomas Müller and, and Mario Gomez. In come Marco Reus, Andreas Schürrle, and uh, Miroslav Klose. And note that Reus and Schürrle are not particularly experienced uh, at an international level. Now, it's the kind of thing where... It could have blown up really badly in his in his uh, in his face, and it's the kind of thing I've never seen from international uh, manager when you know who's won who's won three on the bounce. Um, what is this? Does this suggest anything to you? It suggests that they've got great strength in depth, and and that he's got great confidence in the players that that he's got, um, and. I saw it as I saw it as him resting Gomez and and um, well Gomez in particular and, and probably Podolski and, and and maybe Muller would have more of a um, a battle to retain his place. But I, I thought it just showed extreme confidence and, and justified confidence the way, the way it turned out in the second half. Um, and you know he's got the chance now to switch back or to to, to the previous front three or, or, or make whatever changes he wants to make. Um, and when you consider that Italy, if Italy will have had extra time and 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 too few days rest in in the first place, uh, I would expect Germany to be very fresh and Italy to be uh, slightly wary. And I would expect Germany to to win for that and other reasons. Uh, Dicko, um, I. I'm I'm not so sure. I I think what he what he what he said was that um the thing about Podolski and Muller is that they work well on the counterattack, but teams are sitting very deep uh, uh against Germany and Podolski and Muller aren't particularly gifted on the ball. Uh and so in the tight spaces he was maybe better off with uh with Royce and, and Schorle. Um that said, if you're if you're Pradelli, once you um recover from your from your party uh, from uh, fr- from Sunday night, um, what do you do? How do you face Germany? What do Italy need to do? And I'm, I'm sure you will say they need to finish. Um, <laughs> I would agree with you on that one. But what else do they need to do? And uh, can they do it? Uh, what did you say? Do you took the words out of my mouth? I was going to say. I mean, they won't. I don't think they'll have um, uh, half, maybe even a quarter of the chances that um, they managed to create against against England. So that's. That's 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 the first problem they've got. That you know we said it from the start that they've got a lack of. Um, I mean, how many strikers did they lose? Three or three, potentially four, is it with 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 injury before the tournament? And um, you know that's that's you know not many not many squads can can cope with that when it comes to the sharp end of a tournament. 
I, I, I think this, the fatigue factor is going to is going to be huge on them. I just got, I, I think Germany are going to steamroller them personally. I'm far more confident predicting this semi final um, than than the Portugal Spain one. Um, I think uh, I think you boys. I know you've got the weight of history on your side on this one, but um, I think you're in for a flattening. Gee, well, thank you, Dicko. But that's fine because, of course, <laughs> as everybody knows, the European Championships is nothing more than the Carling Cup. The one that really matters is the other one, and we've won that four times, whereas Germany have only won it three times more than Albania. So there. Thank you for listening. I will be back on Friday. In the meantime, you can visit thetimes.co.uk. You can follow us on Twitter, and you can also download our neat iPad app. It's kind of like a newspaper with all sorts of whistles and bells and fancy buttons and graphics and all kinds of features. Till next time, bye-bye. VoiceOver describes what's happening on your iPhone screen. VoiceOver on settings. So you can navigate it just by listening. Books. Contacts calendar double tap to open breakfast with anna from 10 to 11 and get on with your day accessibility there's more to iphone even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.